welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, um, I'd like to welcome uh, a judoka joining all the way from Peru to talk to us about his career, some of the uh, things that are going on in his career, some of the, the setbacks and how he plans to overcome. <laughs> Alonso, uh, thank you very much for joining. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Um, so Alonso, to to set the stage, uh, tell a little bit us about this uh, judo journey and career that you had so far. Some of the highlights of your career. Well, I I started judo when I was five years old. When I was a child. Wow. Um, my dad introduced me to judo because I was um, a child with a lot of energies in, in, in school. For me, it was extremely hard to pay attention to any of my classes during my kindergarten years. And my, my parents took me to the psychologist to say, to see if, if something was going on with me. <laughs> something mental happened to me at that time. But they said that I was a pretty cool kid, that I the need at that time uh, a martial arts sport so he introduced me to karate taekwondo wrestling and judo but i like judo the most besides i started judo with my cousin at that time we were very very close he was like my brother at that time and that's how i started judo and i started to win competitions since it was a white belt and i decided to stay there forever Nice, very uh, cool. Um, well, I, my first Pan American Championships that I took first was in 2004 when I was 11 years old. Wow. It was an infantile Pan American Championships. And that's, that, that, that tournament was the moment for me to decide to pursue my judo career until now. Now I want to become an Olympic medalist, world medalist, uh, Pan American medalist. And compete representing Peru for for the next years, and that's how I, I started judo. That's amazing. That's amazing. And throughout all those years competing, uh, do you believe that right now, with your injury, is probably one of the most difficult uh, moments, or have you had any experience with a big injury in the past? I had um three injuries before this one. This one was the worst, the worst uh, injury that I ever had because I required a uh, surgery intervention. Um, but uh, well, in London Olympics, I tore my hand, my my meniscus of my right knee. While I, while I, like a couple days before the competition, while I was training, getting ready, to compete, you know, making way because in judo we have to make way, way all the time. So I was training with the Cuban team, and the hundred kilos fell on my knee. Um, that's that was the first one. The second one was in 2013, the year after at the Pan uh, the final of the Pan American Junior Tournament. Uh, I went for a soda and unfortunately my my elbow pump up right away Ooh. but I continued to fight until the end um, the third one was when I tore my hamstring in 
in the Grand Prix in, in Cancun in 2018, fighting for bronze against another Brazilian, Contini. Mm-hmm. I was beating him easily. Not easily, but he was a pretty tough opponent. And I went to a drop, to commit a drop sale, and unfortunately I tore my hamstring on my way up front bottom. And this one was the worst, but definitely the last the last surgery, the last injury that I have in my race was towards it because uh, because of that injury I couldn't continue my Olympic journey to Paris 24 and it, what it was a pretty bad, <laughs> a pretty what, bad what happened with your wrist what, how, how did it uh, it took place it was during training it was uh, what, what, what were you doing no, it was during competition. I was fighting in the Open Continental event in Ecuador last year in semifinal. I beat the Brazilian in my first match, and then I went to because I had by the first. I had forfeit the first match, and then I, I beat the Brazilian. And semifinals, I fought against the Colombian, who I already beat like three times before. Um, I went for a drop sale and well. Uh, he refused to take the, the fall and he grabbed my forearm at the, on the way down but I refused to give it the grip up and, and then I just continue until the end and I felt like a like a noise on my wrist like a pump right away so it was pretty painful that, that right away but I decided to continue because I didn't want to lose it was uh, se- it wasn't semifinals one more match and I'll be on the final and I won to make the final uh, as crazy because I had a lot of problems with my national team and I wanted to win a medal um, to make myself relaxing because I was extremely frustrating and stressful um, but unfortunately as soon as I, well, I was yelling out at the moment the referee asked me if I want to continue I said yes I can, I can go but as soon as I put my grip back on the lapel and I squeezed it as hard as I could, I started to yell out right away again because I couldn't I couldn't resist the pain. Oh, wow. Even though I I continue one more minute, but all the ligaments and the joint not the the yeah the joints and the ligament break it up in pieces. So that's what happened. You you basically ruptured the ligaments of of the wrist. Yeah, and the carpal bone. The carpal wound was broken, so I got the surgery two weeks after the, the the injury. As soon as I get back to Peru, and I was out out for six months, maybe less, but I was just doing rehab, training, having light practices, not not doing too much, but just recovering my shape, my condition, my strength, my endurance, because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to compete again in March. Um, and started to make the Olympic points for Paris 24. Unfortunately, in the last, in, like in three weeks, three weeks ago, while I was training um, and recovering from my injury, and when I was when I was doing randori, I I went for a Jaco Tominagi uh, while uh, wheel throw. It's a sacrifice yeah. throw. I don't know. If if you if you know that yeah, technique I do <laughs> yeah well um, uh, 
in Randori and my 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 teammate refused to take the fall and he fall straight right straight on my wrist because I'm left handed. This one is the the one that is broken mm -hmm. right now. So if you can see right here is the carpal one the carpal bone is out. So my my wrist went this way. Oh, wow. Really it was almost really like bad. almost like a wrist lock. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, yeah, it was. But uh, even though I I I take my hand, my wrist, I since I got the injury, I I had to train with 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 tape all the time. And I was, you know, I was warm, I was excited competing training again be back on the mat so that was on Monday February 5th and I didn't feel a lot of pain it was the pain was like for t 10 seconds and then I continued to do randori with the rest of my teammates and as soon as I was training recovering doing my exercises to recover the strength of my power hand uh, I spoke to the physiotherapist telling him that I, I had a little bit of pain but I thought it was because I was increasing the level of the of the practices. Right. But um, and I did randori Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until Friday morning, when I decided to go to the doctor again. And well, he he made me had a M MRI, uh, X rays again, and he told me that well. The carpal bone was out of the place once again. And oh wow! Again. So that unfortunately makes me be out of the Olympic journey this year. It was extremely painful for me. I was um, numb. I was out of my of my life for for a couple of days. I actually I also require. Uh, psychologist intervention as well because I was extremely frustrating because of what happened to me. Yeah. Sometimes you have to take a huge risk when you have some uh, an important event coming up. You know, mm -hmm. this year is the Olympics, and as I was getting ready, preparing myself to compete again in international level competitions, and. Uh, it took me like six months, seven months to be back on the mat, and I couldn't wait for more. But the doctor um, had mentioned that I might probably require at least a, a year, because for me the wrist is like for a soccer player, the the ankle right. or the soccer player's foot without an ankle or foot, soccer player is not able to. To kick the ball, right. even for me, especially for, for my judo style, because I'm left-handed, and I, I do a lot of shoulder throws. I do drop seoi, sore sore komigoshi. I can do ipon seoi, but this moving, the wrist rotation, is something that it bothers me a lot. Right now, I can do it, even with the wrist broken. Right now, it's not broken; it's dislocated now. But it, it might require an intervention again. So you you I you, do, you don't know if you're gonna have to have another surgery or not. No, yeah, I do. The, the doctor already mentioned that I really need a surgery to re, to replace or to put uh, the carpal bone on the right place again. Uh, it's no, it, but it actually is dislocated. It's dislocated. It's not broken like like it was six, seven months ago. But still, he he needs he needs to fix some 
something going some joint that they kind of tore each other inside the wrist. And it, so, the, the 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 doctor told you that this took place again because you kind of rush up to train and you needed more time to heal. Is that is that probably the cause of this? Yeah, it was probably that's what it happens. He wanted me to to stay a little bit longer on rehab, but the other the physiotherapists of the national team didn't want me to continue that process. They want me to start the training uh, to be able to compete again. Now, it, and actually, and, and, to, to be honest, I wanted to be I wanted to be back on the mat as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, Now, you mentioned something extremely important and, and it's something that a lot of athletes, they struggle with, which is the mental aspect of dealing with injuries and dealing with time off the mats, for example, in, in your case. It's very, it takes a toll, right? Because this is what you do. This is what you love doing it. How was this mental rehab for you? Um, for well, like I say, for me, it was extremely tough. I'm still working with my psychologist because it was a very painful and frustrating scene, a moment that I'm having right now in my life because I devoted my whole life to judo. I I separate my personal life, my my academic stuff, my my professional life as well. Um on the neck, neck to the next door, because I pay attention my whole life to judo. So, without judo, I I feel I feel like I fall from the 14th floor, or maybe from the top floor of the twin tower to the bottom. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to you know, to come up and get up right away. So. Yeah. It, that's what. It's a, a it's a, it's a journey to may be able to adjust because it's almost like you lost your identity uh you don't know what to do but okay what i'm doing now right and i'm seeing uh other examples of uh, of injuries as, as well because they wanted to fight they wanted to compete right away uh started you know making points for the Olympics or for any other important tournament like for example I ha I have two teammates that they tore their ligaments their, uh, on the knee the LCL and the and and their meniscus and they were they came out to the mat right away in less than six months and they they re, re injury again oh wow they couldn't you know that they couldn't resist the pace like uh, like like it happened to me it's because sometimes yeah for example in Peru we do have uh, um, a, fu a fundraiser uh, or economic support from the government if you represent your nation but if you don't have results in six months the government can take you out that money out of you know mm -hmm. from you so it's tough big push yeah. that you have to there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure totally and I do had it I, well not not anymore but I had the sponsors sponsors as well and you know you have to sign a contract yeah. saying if you don't have six results in six months the, the, the sponsor 
uh, give up on you. Mm -hmm. And so it's an extremely big pressure that you have. So mentally, you have to be prepared as well. Yeah. So now that you are going through this process, is the second time around, you're already out for six months. Now you have this problem again. Are you dealing with this a little bit better than you were uh, at the first time? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I decided, I decided to build up my own judo academy not just my judo academy but my, my martial arts mm -hmm. academy not just focusing judo in wrestling as well because I wrestle in high school and karate and jiu jitsu those sports are extremely popular in my country too um, um, pay attention in my professional life too because I studied to be a physical education teacher oh, uh, nice. I like to teach I like to teach, and uh, as soon as I get the surgery, uh, as soon as I get, I'll be back from the surgery. I will probably come back to America and start uh, working in high school, teaching the kids physical education, oh, okay. which is actually something important to me. And in the future, you know, I'm training and working on my process to be a certificate coach, to be in the future a national team coach. Which is actually one of my other goals to be an Olympic, uh, to be an Olympic coach as well, and bring my own kids to the Olympics in the future. Yeah. Uh, be with my family, you know, trying to stay uh, busy in something else. Like I say, I devoted my whole life to judo, and as soon as that my the judo was gone for me, it was nothing to do with my nothing else I can do with my life, and it's not judo. I have to. Thing, well, like I say, I was working with my psychologist saying that I'm not just a judo player, I'm a person mm -hmm. who can do more things. Yeah, and, and, and you can still chase your Olympic dream, but in a different capacity, right? Because as you said, now you can start working as a coach, and, and perhaps one day you're going to be at the Olympics as a coach, which is a great fulfillment as well. Yeah, and totally and uh, I'm not saying that I'm retired uh, <laughs> I'm saying that you know, I'm taking care of myself for a bit probably this year I'm gonna um, taking care of myself on my professional life on my personal life and next year on 2026 come back to the high level competitions again and be able to compete in LA Olympics in 2028 okay so that's, that's good you're still gonna try to make it that's, that's great yeah, I'm still. I I feel myself young. The the only hurdle that I have right now in my life is my wrist. But uh, as soon as I recover, if I, as soon as I had a hundred percent recovery, I would probably come back. My I'll be always. Oh, I will be always a judo player. Even if if I'm seventy years old, I'm still beyond the mat. <laughs> I want I want my kids to do judo as yeah. well. I want. You know my my grandsons or granddaughters. Now be you've been do you've been doing judo for so long and competing for so long. Uh, do you feel that with age you are you are starting to see more injuries? Do you believe it's because of age? Is because you are exposing yourself more? Um, in other words, uh, you probably didn't have that much injuries when you were like on your twenties. 
Um, so do you think that age make you a little bit more vulnerable to this type of injuries? Probably if you don't eat well, if you don't rest well, uh, high level sports, there's always a risk in high level sports, always, because you're pushing yourself more than you can do. It's not like a regular person who can go to the gym and train three times per week. And if you feel sore, you quit for a, for a couple of days and then you continue. In, in the high level sport, if even if you're sore, you have to keep training mm -hmm. because you're pretty much your judo or your any sport that you do professional is your job, yeah. and you have to you know keep pushing yourself hard. And it, ha it happens. You always be on the risk of having injuries. Not even if you're old. Or it's from the twenties. Like I say, my first big injury was in London Olympics, and I was 19 at that time. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I, I healed up really quickly. In three months, I was back on the mat. And that's where age counts, right? And that's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's yeah, where that's, age counts. That's what I yeah. go for. Yeah, that's, for example, for me right now, I'm 30. Uh, my recovery is not the same as, as it was when I was 19 or 20 years old. Probably will take more time to heal. That's why I decided to take this year off. Not, not completely off, but... Uh, trying to recover my body and come back when at the right time that's nice uh, i think that that's a very smart uh way to look at it and and try to use this time not only to do other things that are judo related uh but invest in yourself invest in your career as a coach as a professor uh these are things that can contribute overall and then when you feel your body is fully healed and ready then you you go 100% uh, is re is better than, than try to you know skip steps totally totally absolutely so for your for your weight division right uh, uh, in, in the Olympics for example do you see uh, judo players above 30 that are still competing in the high level um, well, the Japanese Hashimoto is uh, is about to be 33 years old. Uh, the Georgian will be 32. Oh, he's already 32 years old. There's a few. There's a few players in my weight class, yeah, and it's a lightweight. I'm 73 kilograms. It's a light, light 160 pounds. Light. It's a lightweight category. So it depends. And well, that's uh, there's another example. The guy Umbari from Hungary. He retired at 40 years of age. Oh wow. And he was a Olympic medalist too, and I fought against him many times. We uh, we we trained together in training in different training camps around the world as well. And he had a lot of energies. It depends how you eat, how you train. Like as soon as you're becoming older, you have to be smart. You have to train less, but with quality, not with quantity. Quantity is when when you're young, but with quality is the right time when you're old to know how to train now um, when you say training with quality uh because right prior to your uh, injury you were doing run dory almost every day uh isn't isn't yeah. that too much uh don't you like take a break like three days a week run dories and then would you call me in between or techniques in between 
Because run dot every day is pretty tough on the body, right? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Uh, it depends. Well, in my in my in my country, unfortunately, there's not a lot of like good level. So for me, it's like just doing warming up or uh, pretty. I can control my my pace on the randori with the kid with, but not with the kids because they're not kids anymore. But the level that I had with my teammates level, my weight class division, it, it's a big difference. But uh, if I'm speaking, you know, to go to Europe or go to Brazil, for example, I have like. I used to do eight, eight rounds of randori or ten rounds of randori of four minutes each. This time I have to be at least a half. If the, if there's a ten round ten randoris per night, I would probably do five. If there's eight, I would probably do four. See, it depends how my, how my body feels. Yeah, no, that's very important because as you said, if you want to look for quality and not quantity you really have to pick and choose your training partners uh challenge yourself but also take a break right uh that way you can pace yourself more yeah quantity is when you're young like i said and you have to uh, clean your own techniques but at my age i don't need to clean my own techniques anymore because i i'm clear uh, all my techniques are here in my mind already I don't have nothing else to learn in judo. I just have to be smart and uh, train with quality. That's what I that I decide to do from now on. Because you already have your game plan. You have the throws that you feel like you are better. Uh, now, one question that is interesting to me, because a lot of people do that actually when they injury one leg or when they injury one arm they sometimes they change their instance i've seen many times people that are right hand and they injure the right hand they change left hand have you ever tried to change um yeah i i had but uh it's very difficult especially when you're fighting against a guy from your on your same level you, you have to have your, your own plan, your own stand. Uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I'm having hard times since I, I injured my ribs. I'm having hard times to attack with my drop seoi or sore surikomigoshi from both the slips. Those are my favorite techniques, my power hand, my power techniques. But uh, I, I'm working in different, like, with different kind of grips. See, for example, I used to go inside. Now I have to go outside. Right. But but now I'm doing more standing iponze oe. I'm doing uchimara, joko tomoenagi, kuchigari. The good thing about me is that I'm extremely talented. And I'm not I'm not because I'm just saying it. I I say that because my my coaches, my family, and my also my teammates or rivals had told me before. I'm able to throw with different techniques, not just seoi night drop seoi or sode. I have different techniques that I can use, but I have to change my I, I had to change my plan mm -hmm. on 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 competitions because my my wrist. Yeah, because if you go outside, probably the pain will be much less, right? Instead of going inside. Yeah. Uh, totally. For example, I used to do the drop my drop so I get from here one lapel one sleeve but now I do the crossing grip from one sleeve and one lapel from the same from the same side 
so it wouldn't be more, more less it would be more, less pain mm -hmm. i say yeah and no no um and, and besides those two main techniques what what is the other go-to for you uh right now ogoshi haragoshi any one of those i like uchimara i throw i um, got a lot of people with uchimara yoko tomuinage which is another favorite for me kochimaki komi iponzeoi for the right side um i can do like this movement my wrist what it hurts is the rotations yes yes and that's what i need in my drop sale yeah. rotation uh but for the rest of the techniques i'm i'm allowed to do it i can do ogoshi kochiguruma but i don't really like to go over the top over the collar because some of my rivals are taller than me but i i'm extremely good in shoulder throws mm. Why I like to go on the lapels. I can do sode for the for the opposite side. Um, well, I'm I'm working on my foot sweeps as well. I don't really like a lot of foot sweeps, but it happens. Yeah. Sometimes, um, I can I have a have the opportunity to do a foot sweep and I I do it. Now, right now, you are not. At least I assume that you are not really training judo. Uh, right now, uh, but you are still keeping up a routine of working out and the diet. Yeah, are you keeping yourself, you know, healthy and and, and active? Yeah, I'm still, uh, like I said, I'm still talking with a nutritionist. I don't because I don't want to, you know, be fat. <laughs> I want to keep my weight down between 76, 77 at least. But I'm not not above. 78 kilograms um, I'm I'm still working uh, working on the gym I'm, I'm just core strength leg leg training leg leg training but not too much uh, above my 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 body mm -hmm. because you hold a bar it's extremely difficult for me oh, right yeah. now yeah so I can, I'm not allowed to do bench press or power clean but I do a squats for example, I can do a squats. Um, do you, do you already it. have a uh, a date where you, uh, which you're going to have a, the surgery and you know already? Is it will be between March 20 and the 25th of this month? This is a long process here in Peru. It's a long process. Is because um, as soon as I got the 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 injuries back on me, you have to go through the national team, the national three have to accept it and then send it to the um, sports ministers and then come back to me. And when are you planning to, when are you planning to go uh, to come back to the United States? Uh, as soon as I get the surgery, because I want to do my rehab over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here, right I'm now, here in I'm Texas, uh, so. Are you a physiotherapist? No, I'm not. <laughs> Well, if you know someone good, just let me know, please. Yeah, absolutely. No, there is there is plenty of uh, good ones here in Texas, uh, and I can and I had so many injuries as well uh, that I know a lot of. Uh, I broke my foot, I ruptured my triceps, so I've been in for the past three years. I've been in, in a lot of physical therapists, uh, and most of the the injuries were in, on the mats as well. Actually, all of them were on the mats. <laughs> Judo is tough. Yeah, judo is extremely tough. It, it's 
it's painful. No, it is, and it is even tougher for people that started judo after forties. I started after forties, so to me, is is my body is not used to the fall. My body is still not used to some of the movements. There are things that I cannot do because my body just doesn't do after forties. Um, so mm -hmm. I try to adapt. Uh, I I love the game. I, I I'm learning, but there yeah. are things that is really hard uh, for me to do. Drop any drop is hard because my knees are just not good uh, to keep yeah. to keep dropping. So it's it's complicated. Yeah, well, yeah, I know it's tough. And you are a big drop guy. I've seen a lot of videos from you winning with the drops, say, uh, Morote, drop Morote. I mean, you have you do a lot of drops. <laughs> yeah, that's why I do have um, hip impeachment. A little, a little pain on my hip, on my right hip, and it requires surgery as well. Oh, really? But I, I, but I yeah, but I learned how to live without it. With, with that pain on my on my hip. And you believe it's because it's of the drops. I think so. It, be, it 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 probably will be for for many years. I'm doing judo. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's like the the years, you know. For many times, you know, you're pulling yourself, you're fighting against uh, your opponent like bulls, you know, head to head, and uh, and it, you you had a cultural yeah. here. It's yeah, and, and it's more is is very common also in jujitsu players. Uh, yeah. Talking about totally. talking about jujitsu, um, do you do a lot of nawaza? I'm not really good. Uh, I'm not a fan of nawaza, but I do. I do have a couple turnovers. I like nawaza. I like turnovers or psychomies. Um, I'm not really good in, in arm locks, but I can do it. I can I can do the urigarami or the jujigatami. It depends the situation of the of the moment of the fight. Um, um, for uh, I do have uh, some chokes as well for a false attack mm -hmm. to the Okuri Arijime or Kashijime um, but I like to throw I'm a thrower guy and, but you also practice Jiu-Jitsu right? sometimes sometimes uh, when, it, when it's actually the, the moment to, to learn I can do it I've been training Jiu-Jitsu the thing is that uh, it, I'm having hard times to move my hips because the injury that I had mentioned before while I'm doing jiu-jitsu and being on my knees all the time on the mat, it caused me a little pain. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's what I don't really like to be on the mat all the time. Well, I'm asking this because one thing that I've seen uh, recently in all those uh, IJF, words, uh, IJF words and also all the... Uh, Grand Slams is that there is a lot of fights nowadays that are that are finishing on the ground. So I, it feels like a lot of the players they are doing more nawaza because in the past it was really pure throw, but yeah. now they they are really going after nawaza. Yeah, like I say, I like turnovers. I really like turnovers. I like to finish the the match on Mos Haikomi, for example. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so after the surgery, you're probably gonna come to US for your rehab, and then you're gonna continue with, as you said, gonna work on your uh, certification and 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 all that. 
and then probably 2025 is the year that you are going to pick up and start training and, and perhaps start doing some international uh, competitions, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as I feel better, I will probably going to start over again, like, you know, having live practices like I used to have when I was in Denver. Uh, big, um, and when the, it's the right time, when I have the... Uh, the access by the doctor or the medical stuff to do something else I will probably gonna do it but um, I will, like I say maybe in the end of 2025 I will start to compete again Hopefully. are you planning when you come to US are you planning to do any clinic or seminar or something like that yeah I would love to I was really close to do one in, in California two years ago But unfortunately, the national team, the president of my national team, didn't want me to do it. Didn't want me to go, because uh, if I if I if I was on the team, I wasn't able to have the permission to go to California and do my own clinic. Oh, okay. Otherwise, they would probably take me out to the next event that I had. So I I had to say sorry, and I felt really bad with that gym because I know in that gym or in that dojo they love me so much I have a lot of friends over there well maybe but I will probably do it yeah maybe when you're here you can uh, think about uh, some uh, seminars and or clinics it'll be very nice uh, the uh, the judo community here in Texas is really big uh, so here's a really good place for you to to do some clinics yeah I would love to I will totally totally I would love to do it. Right now in Denver, you know, the level is not that high, but uh, I'm working on, on that with Denver Judo because I train in Denver Judo and Northland Judo as well. They're working a lot in, in kids because there's not a, a lot of adults. But uh, I would probably gonna, I'm going to California or Texas to train again. Because I used to train in Florida at Kitsusai because I have a lot of friends there. I was training for the Tokyo Olympics there when the pandemic started. We were training there, you know, with closed doors uh, as, around us. Did you, But, um, when you were in Florida, did you train with uh, Sasai, Sasaki? No, I didn't not have the opportunity to train with Sasaki yeah. yet. I would love to. I would love to meet him. I know he does a lot of shoulder throws. Yeah, too. no, I trained with him uh, a couple of years ago. I went to I went to to Florida and I spent the whole uh, day with him. He he is fantastic. He is really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I was in Kitsusai for Lauderdale. I don't know if you had heard about that dojo before. I heard about Kitsusai. Yeah. I was there for a while until Tokyo Olympics which was prior to the pandemic right in 2019 yeah so that was that yeah that was on the pandemic already it was yeah it was between June July no August until February 2021 but I I compete before I my first competition right after pandemic was in in October okay when I qualified to Tokyo that time. Alonso, uh, I, I just want to say thanks for you to taking the time to, to record this. I, I really wish you all the best on your surgery and your recovery. Keep your spirits high, keep engaged. You know, I, I, I understand 
that is, is tough, uh, uh, being put away from what you love to do. Uh, it happens, uh, but it happens with high-profile players, right? And, and as you said, when you are cutting edge and trying to improve, there is always a risk. And, and you, you, or at least they are willing to take that risk to get better uh, on their own game. So just just stay stay with your head clean and, and and you know I'm pretty sure that you are going to come back uh better and stronger for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely my friend. Uh stay safe and uh thanks again for your participation, right? Thank you. Thanks to you. All right everyone, that's a wrap for today's episode. Uh, thanks again for your audience and uh, see you again next time.